Welcome back to season two of the Ask the Planner podcast. I am so excited to be back with you guys and to get started with today's episode, we are talking about a really important topic, which is, is it okay to start planning your wedding before you're engaged? And if so, what the heck should I be doing? I'm also going to be previewing what is in store for the upcoming season, which is going to be amazing. So this is a full episode, so we're going to get right to it. listening to Ask the Planner. I'm your host, Desiree Adams, owner of Verve Event Co., a company whose mission is to help couples enjoy planning the contemporary, sophisticated wedding they've always imagined. Together with other wedding industry experts, we reveal the crucial details and industry secrets that will help you plan and enjoy your flawless heirloom occasion. So pop your favorite champagne because we have a wedding to plan. Hey guys, it's Desiree. Before we get to today's episode, I wanted to first give a shout out to our sponsors. The first sponsor is our own wedding planning template shop at shop.verveventco.com. Regardless of where you are in your wedding planning journey, this shop has tons of resources I created specifically for you, dear listener, based on a lot of the tools I use with my own clients. My most popular item these days is the Ultimate Wedding Planning Checklist for my couples, no surprise there, and the Styled Shoot Timeline and Shot List for my wedding pros that are listening as well. Your friends and vendors seriously won't believe how organized you are with all these items in your arsenal. So make sure you visit the shop at shop.verveventco.com. Again, that's shop.verveventco.com. The second sponsor of our podcast is Lovestream. I've used Lovestream with my winnings and my couples are so happy. Not to mention they have excellent customer service, which is huge. Even though we all thought we'd be getting back to quote-unquote normal weddings, I still have couples that have guests that aren't able to attend their wedding because they're international or someone became ill and couldn't travel. Luckily, Lovestream is a one-way, high-def, high-quality way to stream your wedding and help your guests feel like they're part of the audience at your wedding even though they're just sitting on their own couch at home. All they do is click your personal URL and they're able to watch without logging in downloading an app, or messing with any of their microphone or camera settings. Easy peasy. And for any of you planning a destination wedding, they also offer all-inclusive live streaming destination wedding packages. I really like Lovestream because the platform is so easy to use for any size wedding. And what I love best about the company is their, again, excellent customer service, which has really helped my butt during some very stressful times. They also have a live chat feature, which lets you ask questions before and after you book with them. To get 10% off any Lovestream package, visit verveventco.com backslash Lovestream and enter the code ASK10 for 10% off. Again, that's verveventco.com backslash Lovestream and use our code ASK10 for 10% off any Lovestream virtual wedding package. And now on to today's episode. 
Hey guys, welcome to season two of the podcast. I know it's been a couple of months since season one ended and I have missed you all so much. How are you? What are you up to? If you are new around here, welcome. If you've been listening to the season one, thank you so much. I am so happy and thankful for you and I'm so glad that you're joining me today. If you are new to the podcast, welcome also. I think it's a really great podcast. I'm super excited about it, but I want this podcast to be helpful for you. So please let me know what you want to hear, what you want me to talk about, what you don't want me to talk about, all of the things so that I can make the podcast as enjoyable for you as possible also helpful. Before I dive into today's topic, I wanted to give you all a preview of what is happening in season two of the podcast. First, I'm going to be doing more longer format episodes. I'm still toying around with the length, so leave me a review and in it, let me know what length of the episode you prefer. Do you like them 20 minutes long? Do you like them 40 minutes long? An hour? Is that too long? I would love to know because I want this show to be enjoyable and helpful for you. So you let me know. Usually the interview episodes are a little longer, but it depends. I don't like to talk to someone just to fill up time. So if I feel like I've covered the topic enough that I want to wrap up the episode so that I can let you get on with your day. But let me know also in the reviews, you know, if you review the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is, let me know what you think so I can adapt and give you all what you prefer. Also, if you could, like I said, I would love it and appreciate it so much if you all could leave a review for the podcast. Do it on Apple Podcasts because that's the one that matters the most if you, if possible. But please, when you do leave a review, leave your Instagram handle in the review. I'm going to be doing some fun giveaways like I did last year and I want to give you a shout out if you leave me a review and I would also love to connect with you. So yay, everyone wins. Second, I'm also going to be doing some mini series on the podcast. Coming up, we have a wedding design series. And so send me all of your floral decor and design questions, your seating questions, layout questions, all that kind of stuff. We're also going to be doing a 2022 wedding trends episode just like last year. So I'll be predicting trends for the upcoming wedding season. And then I'll also be doing a series on interviewing specific vendors like videographers, photographers, florists, entertainment, etc. So if you have specific questions, things that you want to know when you're hiring these vendors, leave them in the review on Apple Podcasts so I can incorporate them into upcoming episodes. That way you can also share what you're excited about, what you're liking, and also let other people know what you've been asking for. So you can hold me accountable, which I will appreciate. Next, during February, I will be sharing stories from real couples that have gone through the wedding planning process. I want you to hear from the couples themselves. So let me know in the reviews also what kind of couples you want to hear from. What kind of weddings did they plan? What kind of budgets did they have? Where were these weddings? All of the things. Whatever you're curious about and want to know, and I will try my best to get those kinds of couples and their stories on the podcast. Also, if you want to hear from me more often, like in an IGTV, an Instagram Live, a private Zoom, where you get to ask me all those questions, maybe even Voxer, if you're on Voxer, I love Voxer, let me know. I'm open to giving you all what you want and connecting with you where it makes sense. TikTok, do you want me to be on TikTok more? Let me know so I can connect with you wherever you wanna be hanging out. 
finally, I'm also doing a mini series that I'm unofficially calling, at least for now, from the planner's desk. I know, I know, the, the whole podcast is basically from my desk, but this series is going to be focused more on the behind the scenes, what it's like in, you know, working as a wedding planner. So, for example, what is in my wedding emergency kit? Hint, I have five long handle lighters right now ready to go for next season because I always run out of candle lighters and it's a big pain in the butt. I also can share with you real numbers from a wedding floral proposal, photography proposal, you know, what whatever you guys want to know about, let me know. Also, if you're a new wedding planner and you want to hear something specific about how I got started or how I made the jump from one thing to another or what you are always worried about, let me know that as well. I would love to, if there's a lot of you all listening, I want to know that too because I don't I don't know who's listening until I hear from you. Okay, I think that is it for the different kinds of series we're doing in this season. Now some notes about the show in general and you know things that I want to know from you all. If you're a couple, please let me know what kinds of topics you want me to cover. Like, why do wedding planners wear radios? Why do some of us wear all black and others don't? Or what credentials should be you, should you be looking at when you're hiring a planner or another vendor? Seating, family drama, attire, wedding party, wedding guests, whatever it is that's on your mind, I would love to know. So let me know what you want to hear and I will do my best to give that to you. Also, if you are in the wedding or event industry, let me know. I would love to hear what you have specific questions about. If there's something that you're like, why do you guys always do this? Or I would love it if someone told me why this is what, you know, this is why people do what they do. I just want to know. So yeah, so let me know about that as well. And as always, I think this is pretty obvious. If there are other topics you want me to cover, let me know that in the reviews as well. I can't stress it enough. I want to hear from you. And I want to know what's going to be helpful for you. So let me know what you want to hear. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts and I will respond to you if you leave me your Instagram handle and that would be awesome. Okay. Oh, also last thing. If you would love for me to devote an episode or several episodes to me answering questions from you, let me know. I would love to hear if that's something that you guys are interested in. So if you want something that's more listener focused, like we all jump on a Zoom together or we all do, you send me a voice text or a voicemail and I you know, play it on the episode and then I respond to your question live. If that's something that's helpful for you, I want to know that too. Like if there's a, something that you're struggling with and you're like, oh my gosh, my mother-in-law keeps asking me about this and then you know my fiance is asking me about this and I don't know how to handle it. Let me know. I would love to help you. Finally, this is a theme of the last, I feel, I feel like I've said finally five million times, guys. I'm sorry. Finally, how much do you all want to know about me personally? And be honest, it's not gonna hurt my feelings. Again, I want this podcast to be enjoyable for you. Do you like hearing about my personal life and getting to know me at all? Or do you want just the information, like just the topic of the conversation or the episode? So when I listen to podcasts, I actually like getting an insider's peek behind the curtain of the podcaster's life because I feel like I'm getting to know them. I'm kind of a voyeur. Maybe it's kind of weird, but I like to know who that person is. But I also hate it when podcasts take 20 minutes to get to the actual episode because that's no fun. It's kind of annoying. and I always just skip through that stuff, which is kind of what I'm doing today. I know this is longer, but I don't do this in every single episode. So just bear with me because this is the first episode of season two. 
But yeah, let me know if you like hearing about my personal life. If there's something you want to know about my personal life personally, I said personal a lot of times. If there's something you want to know about me, just let me know. To be blunt, like I said before, leave it in the reviews and I will do my best to adjust and tweak the season based on you guys' feedback. So let me know. Don't forget to leave your Instagram handle as well. Also, let me know if you're on TikTok. If all you guys are on TikTok, I will get on TikTok too. I'm on it. I'm just not on it a lot. So let me know. Okay, that is it for now. It's all for housekeeping. Let us get to season two of the Ask the Planner podcast. Today's episode, which is what is okay to do if you're engaged to be engaged. I'm excited to be talking about this, guys, because I know a lot of you guys have actually DM'd me because I send, when I get a new follower, I try to send you all a welcome voice text. And some of you have said, hey, I'm just getting started. So hope this isn't weird. I'm like, no, it's not weird. This is really smart of you to be planning ahead. So this episode is for you. So like I said, this episode is for you. So maybe you're not quite engaged or you've been in a relationship for a while. You've had the talk, maybe looked at some rings. So now you're just wondering like, all right, I think it's going to come. What should I be doing? Okay. Also, no, I don't think you're crazy. My husband and I talked about our wedding a lot before we actually got engaged. And then I kind of got annoyed with him. I was like, all right, let's get engaged because I'm getting annoyed with you. But It was fun to also fantasize and surprisingly, not surprisingly, I'm a planner, so I liked planning ahead. But anyways, back to our episode, what should you be doing now? Okay, there's six things that I'm going to focus on. Number one, think about your guest lists. So your guest list and your wedding venue are two of the biggest cost drivers for your wedding. I said this in episode 21 in season one, which I'm going to link to in the episode show notes, which by the way, will be at verbeventco.com backslash 36. That's the number three, six. That episode was titled the five main factors that drive your wedding budget. So to be direct, your wedding budget multiplies with each guest. Now, if you think about it, each guest needs food and alcohol or drink which is usually one of the biggest costs in your wedding budget. They're also going to need china, flatware, glassware, napkins, a chair if you're renting them for either the ceremony, reception, or both. And no, you definitely don't want to use the same chairs for the ceremony and the reception because it takes a lot of people to receipt all of those chairs. Also, if you're making a mad dash because your wedding is outside and it's raining and you're making a mad dash into the venue and you have no chairs, then it comes a little awkward. So anyways, just rent the chairs. Trust me, trust me, trust me. I've seen it many, many times. So in addition to that, the chairs, there's also favors, dessert, like wedding cake or a dessert display. There's many other things as well. So There are also other things that are impacted by the guest count that are not directly related, but also still affected by the guest count, but maybe not be as obvious, such as how many tables you need for dinner, how many centerpieces and tablecloths you need for each table, how many staff and bartenders the caterer needs to hire to serve all of your guests. There's lots of things that multiply with your guest count. So recently I saw an article about how a couple jokingly sent an invoice to their wedding guests that had responded that they were coming. Yes, they were coming to their destination wedding. And then for one reason or another, they ended up not being able to go. 
the couple sent them an invoice of $240, which probably amounts to just the meal that they had to pay for because the guests didn't come because it was too late for them to cancel it. So as you think about your wedding day, think about your guest list and how many people you really want to be there. This includes both you and your partner and also some people that your parents are going to want to invite too. I don't like putting a number on each guest's head and saying, is this person worth $240? But it does add up. So it's definitely something that you should be thinking about. Also, it's, you know, depending on what stage of life you are, that's also going to affect your guest count. If you're recently graduated from college, you're probably going to want to invite people from college and from high school. If you are uh, kind of more established and further along, you might be able to cut ties with some of those people from high school that aren't as, that you don't haven't talked to in five years. I think there's definitely a blog post on my website about how to trim your guest list. And I'm going to do an episode just on this topic in a couple episodes. So I'll dive deeper into that. But if you have specific questions about it, just let me know and we can cover that in that episode. Okay, number two. So first we talked about the guest list. Now we're talking about your finances. Think about your budget. As a wedding planner, it's very important for me that I know what my couple's true budget is when it comes to planning their wedding. This helps give me an idea of how to allocate their finances based on their priorities. I am a firm believer that couples should never go into debt for their wedding. Financial literacy is super, super important. Financial transparency is super important. So when it comes to how much you're willing and able to spend, be honest, have a really, really honest, forthright conversation about what you're comfortable spending. And I actually recommend having a budget range and saying, okay, this is what we think we're going to spend. This is what we're comfortable spending. If it creeps up to this number, we would still be okay with it because there might be things that we don't know about or something that we saw that we're like, we have to have that. So that's going to creep up into your contingency. So having a budget range and having that in the beginning of the conversation and in your planning is really going to be helpful. Okay, so that was number two, your finances and your budget. Number three, think about where you want to get married. I, as a planner, love it when couples get married in places that have a sentimental meaning for one or both of their partners, whether it's because you grew up in Virginia and you want everyone to see the beautiful Appalachian Mountains like I did when I was getting married, even though we lived in D.C. and most of our guests were coming from New York. I want everyone to see the beautiful Appalachian Blue Ridge Mountains. So we got married in Charlottesville. Also, you maybe have, you know, an affinity or you always grew up going on vacation to a certain part of the country and that's your happy place. That would be a great place to get married. So maybe you want to take your guests to Cape Cod, Lake Tahoe, Charleston, South Carolina, wherever it is, somewhere that's special for you is always a really, really great idea. Maybe you both just like the water. Maybe you grew up going to the lake in the summer and he likes to fish. So you both want to get married on the water. That's a great place to get started on looking for venues. Or maybe you both met in college and you want your guests to experience the beauty of the small towns in New York, upstate New York, and you that you both loved exploring when you guys were dating. That's another great place to explore. Like places that are meaningful to you and make you happy and excited to show off to your guests are really, really great places to start looking. So there's plenty of reasons why you should be getting married where you want to get married. So think about that and choose a place that's meaningful for you. It's going to mean a lot more and be much more enjoyable and fun if you do. 
Okay, so that was number three. Let's do a quick recap of what we talked about before we move on. So the first thing you should think about is your guest list. The second thing you should think about is your finances and your budget. And number three, decide on what part of the country or state where you want to get married. Okay, now back to the remaining three items on our list. So number four, start researching wedding planners. Guys, I cannot stress this enough. Get a wedding planner, especially if you're listening to this episode in 2021, 2022, or even 23. I've, I feel like I've talked about this to ad nauseum, but there is a wedding boom right now. Almost all of the couples that wanted to get married in 2020 did not, so they pushed it to 2021. But the couples that got engaged in 2020 that wanted to get married in 2021, some of them waited and wanted to get married in 2022. Others said, just screw it, and they pushed their wedding all the way to 2023. Regardless, there are a lot of couples getting married, so there is more competition for a limited, finite number of resources. Also, there are supply chain issues happening. For example, the mills that sew tablecloths every year, they aren't producing the same number of tablecloths as they used to for either labor reasons, there's not enough cloth, whatever. So it's not just an issue of there are more people that are getting married that want the same number of stuff. There's actually less stuff to be had because things are not getting replenished like they should be or they used to be. So Also, don't even get me started, there are flower shortages that are happening that are causing the price of certain flower arrangements in flowers themselves to quadruple. I read an article about how a cymbidium orchid used to cost like $2 and now it's like $4.40 or something. Even the paper that the flower farms and the florists use to transport their flowers has increased in price. So the reason I tell you this is not to scare you but to make you aware of what is going on. A wedding planner, a good professional wedding planner, will help you navigate these shortages and issues. They will help you find stuff if it's not available. They'll help you look for it and locate it if it is, or they will help you brainstorm alternatives if it's just something that isn't going to happen and we need to think of a plan B, C, D, E, F, G, Z. Also, a wedding planner can save you a boatload in avoiding unnecessary costs or prevent you from making costly mistakes. And on the day of the wedding, I mean, I can't, I can't even go into like all the things that the we can save couples money on. It's, it's a lot. I also get discounts for some things. I also sometimes get vendors that say that we're actually booked on that date, but because it's you, I would love to work with you. So yes, I can make myself available. Like things just happen when you work with a really good wedding planner. So take that into consideration. So that's the planning process and how a wedding planner can help you. There's also the part of on the day of the wedding. So at the wedding, it is the wedding planner's job to make sure everything goes smoothly in case there are issues that still come up because of whatever's happening, like the tablecloths that you ordered four months ago that still aren't available, even though you ordered them four months ago and it's four days before the wedding and the tablecloths people say oh wait never mind we don't have those tablecloths sorry you have to find something else yes that happened to me this summer I had to find tablecloths four days before the wedding my couple didn't even know about it until they looked at the tables and like oh my god this is so gorgeous this is so beautiful I'm dying and then I said do you recognize the tablecloths and they said what about them I said these are not the tablecloths that you picked out and they're like oh my god they're 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 beautiful they're gorgeous I don't even care 
So things like that, that we just deal with that you have no idea, stuff like that happens. Also, something to think about, you don't have to hire a full service wedding planner like like me. There are wedding planners out there that fit different styles, budgets, needs, etc. So I encourage you to look around and see what's out there. They call themselves different things. Some call them wedding management, some call them wedding coordinators, some call them month of coordinators. Just do me one favor and do not ever hire a person just for quote unquote day of. First, that term doesn't actually exist. It's not real. Yes, I am there on the day of your wedding, but I do a crap ton of work leading up to your wedding to ensure everything goes smoothly. If you are hiring someone literally so you can hand them some planning binder that you bought from Martha Stewart or the not, and you think they're going to be able to understand everything that is in your head and know what questions to ask you so that they do execute your wedding to your exact specifications. You are living in a dream world and setting yourself up and them, your person, for disaster. It's just not realistic. And I feel like I'm being a big bitch right now, but it's true. I remember there's one wedding planner. There's, there was an article that I read. I think it was a New York Mag or Vogue. And they quoted a, a wedding planner that said, if you hire a wedding planner for a day of, you are basically lighting your, your money on fire. True story. I agree with them. So make sure you work with them ahead of your wedding and not just on the day of, and you'll be much happier. I think we talked about this, but at the very least, hire someone for a month of coordination or wedding management, depending on what they call themselves. So that was my soapbox. I probably talk about that all the time. But number five on our list is now you can start looking at wedding venues. I know you are probably surprised that I'm telling you to look at wedding venues after you've talked to a wedding planner, because you probably want to, you think like, oh, I need to find the date first, and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask the wedding planner. Newsflash: Wedding planners work at a lot of wedding venues, so wedding planners know a lot of wedding venues, a lot of wedding venue owners, and the team. And even if they haven't had a wedding at that specific venue, they've probably already visited it, talked to the owners, or at least know about it. If you're planning a local wedding, if you're planning a destination wedding, that is different. However, they are still really, really good at vetting venues to make sure it fits all of your criteria. So a wedding planner can help you narrow the field much faster and help you locate the perfect venue for you based on your style and budget rather than you wasting time scrolling through listings on Google, The Knot, Instagram, WeddingWire, whatever new platform there is. Plus, the wedding planner, if it's in her scope of work, like it is with my full-service clients, can look over that wedding venue contract to make sure it doesn't take advantage of you. Make, they can make sure it has a fair cancellation clause, or at least it makes you aware of anything that might be a little bit fishy, and they can go to bat for you if they feel like there are unfair requirements or stipulations in the contract. Most people probably don't read their contracts. I go over them with a fine-tooth comb and send the poor venue or vendor like all of my changes And then we go through like four revisions and then it's finally ready for my couples to see. But that saves you a lot of time. Okay, and number six, make a Pinterest board. Yes, you can make it secret. So now it is time to start indulging in your curiosity and desire to look at wedding stuff. Go ahead and poke around on Pinterest, make a wedding board, 
You can definitely make it secret so no one gets tipped off that you're already starting to plan your wedding. That's fine. But rather than making multiple boards for your wedding, just make one secret board and then break it up into different sections. I can't remember if they call them sections or however they call it. I think it's sections. Um, But that way it'll just be easier for you to find your stuff. You can look at dresses, venues, wedding planners, photographers, florists, any kind of inspiration on Pinterest. Just remember though, Pinterest, I feel like Pinterest gets some content gets recycled more often than not. So it might be a little bit dated. So when you're pinning stuff, because I get so annoyed when people are like, I just want you clip this one. I'm like, that's been done 5 million years. Move on to something else because your wedding's going to look dated. But so make sure when you're pinning stuff that you might look at when that pin was first originally pinned or what article that pin is linked to because it will have a date and it will say like, oh, 2015. You probably don't want to do that. Also, this is time that you can go down some Pinterest rabbit holes. It is okay for now. Sometimes that rabbit hole can lead to another rabbit hole and then to another and then you find something really fun and interesting and inspiring that you would not have stumbled upon if you haven't gone down that rabbit hole in the first place. So have fun, explore, use hashtags in Pinterest or in Instagram. It's a really, really great way to find stuff and just have fun. Like that's what being engaged is all about, I think. I hope so, at least. So yeah. So okay, that is it for today's episode. Let's do a quick recap of all of the things I talked about you can work on before you get engaged so that when you do get engaged, you're all set and ready. Okay, number one, start putting together your guest list and know how many people you want to invite. Number two, put together a budget range that you're comfortable spending for your wedding. If your parents or someone else is helping you pay for it, you need to nail them down. I know it's an awkward conversation to have, but it is so much better having parameters for your budget so you don't go over budget. Or so you're like, oh, I didn't know I had 20,000 extra dollars. Great, like let's get a really great band or you know whatever amazing floral installation you wanted. If you didn't know, because you didn't ask, that's, and we'll just help you, I promise. Number three, decide a part of the country or state where you want to get married. If it's sentimental, I think it's probably even even better idea, but explore. Maybe you want to do a destination. That's great too. Number four, research and reach out to wedding planners. I am based in New York, but I also travel. I'm going to Chicago in November and I'm going to Sun Valley next year. So if you like me, reach out. I would love to work with you. And number five, begin looking at wedding venues. But don't forget that the wedding planner can also help you with this. And number six, start looking at and saving inspiration to your Pinterest board. You can also save stuff from Instagram to Pinterest. I think you probably have to go onto your computer first and find that thing on Instagram. And then um, if you install the Pinterest extension, then you'll be able to pin it to Pinterest so you can save it later. Okay, guys, if you have any questions about any of this, I would love to know. I can even do a deep dive into any of these topics later on if you think that would be helpful. As always, if you have any questions, I am more than happy to answer them. Please, please, please review the podcast on Apple Podcasts and write your questions in the review, and I will incorporate them into a future episode. If there are specific guests you would love to hear from on specific topics, that you want me to cover in a future episode, let me know that too in your review and I will do my best to adjust. Finally, you can always send me a DM on Instagram at Ask the Planner Podcast. And if you want 
more help with your wedding planning, I have a couple ways to help you. I am only a phone call away. You can always set up a 90-minute clarity call with me at verveventco.com backslash clarity, and we can talk through any specific questions or issues that you have. If your wedding is around the corner, this call is great for making sure that you're not forgetting anything major and it will help you prioritize what you have left to do or figure out if there are any holes you might have forgotten. If you are excited to plan your wedding on your own and you are um, not choosing to work with a wedding planner, definitely check out my resource shop. Uh, One of the big things that a lot of people like is that's very popular is the Ultimate Wedding Planning Checklist. It's one of the most popular items in the shop for a very good reason. And if there's something that you all want that's not in the shop, let me know. I always love creating new resources. So if there's something that you want me to add, just let me know. Finally, I know I've said it before, gonna say it one more time please don't forget to leave a review for the podcast if you liked this episode reviews are so helpful for us podcasters because it does help other listeners find the show that is it for today's episode that is episode 36 in episode 37 i am diving into the next step in your journey which is what the heck do you do after you get engaged so stay tuned thank you so much for joining me today and i will talk to you soon Thank you so much for listening to Ask the Planner. To make sure you enjoy planning your heirloom occasion, visit asktheplannerpodcast.com where you'll find show notes and ways to connect with me. And if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you hit subscribe and please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so other couples can find the show and plan their flawless wedding just like you.